go. Well, well, good morning, good morning, good morning. I'd like to welcome all of you this morning uh, back to the prayer call this morning, creating a prayer culture for God this morning that he can use to counteract all of the things that are going on out there, man, in the world that are surrounding us right now, challenging us right now. And we know that there are a few things that we have to always be concerned about all the way back from the beginning up to now. And that is life and death, sin and death. Sin is one of the biggest problems that we face ever since Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. That has always been our challenge. You know, we were born into it. But thank God, man, for the love of Jesus. And so we understand that sin brings death. My God, but the love of God brings life. And so we're going to deal with life and death for the rest of our lives. And we might as well deal with it in love. Amen. And so that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. You know, man, is, you know, God's love is the greatest, uh, you know, undertaking that when we got to deal with life and death in this life, God's love is what helps us when we got to deal with sin and sinners which we were uh, sinners before. We still are sinners. We just say by grace, thank God for the love of God that we're saved, you know, but we got to still deal with these, with these, with these, uh, these undertakings, you know, we got to still deal with life and death. We got to, got to be prepared for all of it. And if you got the love of God in your heart, it conquers all fear. You don't have no fear of life as you approach it every day. You don't have no fear of death as you approach it every day. It's inevitable, but it takes the, a heart that's full of the love of God to be able to face those realities, you know, you know. And so just, let's be honest about that. You know, without the love of God, I do not want to deal with sin or a sinner, you know. Without the love of God, I don't want to just sit and, and think about life and death without the love of God. It makes perfect sense to me when I understand that God loves me no matter what happens. In life and death, God still loves me. You know, when I'm, when I'm dealing with sin, because the Bible says that, you know, that as sin is abounding, it's God's grace that's much more abounding. So I used to be afraid that I might sin you know, and slip. Now, I don't worry about it anymore because it no longer has any dominion over my life. I control it. It doesn't control me because I can recognize it. Now, love opened my eyes to it. You know, love gave me a way out. Love gave me some options. Love let me know because if you love God, how can you continue in sin? If you love God, if you confess him, how can you continue? So now we're working toward that life that God has given us, which is more abundantly, knowing that sin is abounding, but it's his grace that's much more abounding. Amen. Now we understand the origin of sin, where it came from. We now are no longer fearful of that because we know we're sinners saved by grace. We know that, you know, we know that, you know. We know that, you know, and so we're not afraid of that. We're not ashamed of that. That's what the love of God does. It covers a multitude of our sins. It does the same thing for anybody else right now that is a far away. That's why we're getting this message out because we want people to experience the love of God. We know what it's about. We've tasted it. It's good. It's good to know that you're loved. I'm talking about agape type love. I'm not talking about that kind of love. You know, you I got to get your roses and chocolate candy and all that and do a lot of stuff. That's all. That's okay too within his place. 
But we're talking about something far greater than that. It rises to a different level. The love of God rises to a different level. And so good morning. Welcome all of you this morning with the love of the Lord Jesus Christ that's in my heart by the Holy Ghost. I want to be on record and tell you now why you can hear it and enjoy it, that I love you with the love of Christ that's in my heart. Thank you for loving me. Amen. And let's continue to work together to get this message about love out because it is having an impact. Amen. So let's go ahead this morning and sign in. This is January the 23rd, 2020. It is 6 a.m. in the morning, and we're gathered together with all our prayer partners and prayer warriors and gatekeepers and watchmen and women and overcomers this morning who love the Lord this morning with all of their heart, their mind, their soul, their, their strength this morning, and they love their neighbors as their, as themselves. And that's why we're gathered this morning, because we're tied into this thing, man, by love. And we're here because we love the Lord Jesus Christ who saved us. We thank God that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting love. What manner of love is this? That a man will lay down his life for a friend. And we know that God demonstrated that love through Jesus laying his life down. But he didn't stay down. He got up, you know, and so we thank the Lord that he's still loving us even now. And he's still wanting his love to be shared with others this morning. Amen. Because he said, by loving kindness, have I drawn thee. And so God still want to draw some people that are without love. And so we thank the Lord that we're able to be a part of what God is doing, getting this love message out, man, so that people right now, man, can be drawn by the love of God to Christ. Amen. And so we give God praise this morning for this wonderful opportunity. We want to tell our listeners out there this morning, we appreciate your support. We thank you because we love you. We wouldn't be no us without you. So we thank our listeners out there this morning. Uh, we pray that the love of God will, will be everything that you're looking for and that you need. There's nothing you can add to it. All you have to do is receive the love of God, accept the love of God, and know that you're loved by God because he loved you so much. He would have blessed us with this podcast to be able to get this message of love out to you both far and near. So accept this this morning as a gift from God this morning. And uh, just enjoy it. Ride with us this morning because we're all in love with Jesus and he's in love with us and nothing can separate us from that love. Nothing can annul it. Nothing can take from it. Nothing can be added to it. His love is a perfect love and a complete love. And so we thank the Lord this morning. Amen. It is what the world needs now. Amen. And so let's just check in this morning with Abba Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, Lord, in this earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. Holy Ghost, we ask you this morning to just help us this morning to continue. Amen. To lift up the, the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ in love because we know the banner over us is love. Amen. His shed blood was a, a was a, a blood shed because he loved us so much that he was willing to provide an atonement for our sins by shedding his blood that remitted all of our sins, washed them away. Nothing but the blood of Jesus can make us clean. And so we thank God that through love that he removed that sin stain 
through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. And thank God this morning that that blood, that love is still with the father at the right hand, making intercession for us, providing an atonement, not only for us, but as many as are far off and as many as the Lord our God shall draw to him as we continue to lift up his name in love this morning. Amen. And just want to say to you this morning that there is no love more powerful than the love of God. There is no love more sincere than the love of God. There is no love more unconditional than the love of God. There's no love that's so long suffering as the love of God right now. There's no love that's more kind than his love. There's no love that's more more patient with us and long suffering with us. There's no love that's you know that's um, uh, more forgiving than God's love. There's no love this morning that's more complete. You can't add nothing to it. You can't take anything from it. There is no love that's more perfect than the love of God. It's just not going to happen. There is no love that you'll ever find or discover or be involved in, be able to share or receive that is more caring than the love of God. There is no love that's more, uh, more, you know, there's no love that's more needed. There's no love that's more missing right now than the love of God. You know, all these things, there's no love that's more beneficial than the love of God. And so the love of God this morning is complete. It accomplishes everything that we needed to accomplish this morning. And I want you to think about the love of God in terms of life and death. I want you to think about it in terms of love and hatred. I want you to think about it in terms of sin and death, because that's what love does. It it allows us to face these two realities that we're going to have to face anyway. And without the love of God, it could be a crisis. It could be a humanitarian crisis. If I got to face these, these, these are realities here. These are our biggest challenges right here. You know, it's life. I got to have love to be able to live this life. You know, I can live it in hate, but we know how that's going to end. Too many people are trying that right now. But God wants us to love him. He wants us to love each other. He wants us to love his people, you know, because God wants a better outcome for us. He wants a better future for us. And he provides us with the love to be able to do that. And he wants to share that love with others because God wants that for everybody. He wants everybody to be a part of what he's doing. And he does it out of love. And people right now are so afraid. But we know love conquers all fear. You know, they're afraid of all the chaos that's going on, all the murder that's taking place, all the death that surrounds us, all the different crises that are surrounded by us. Sometimes it just looks like, man, we're being punished, you know. But no, God chastens those whom he loves. And sometimes he allows things to happen out of love. And yes, people do die, man. When they're sure they're born, it's going to happen. But I just pray that they get to experience the great love of God before that time happens. And that's why we're doing we're doing preparing people for the inevitable. You know, see, I'm, I, I can face anything right now because I know that I'm loved by the father. And because of that love, if I endure to the end, Life don't end, it begins. This earthly life will end. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about what my future holds because the Lord said, I know my thoughts toward you, man of God, woman of God, people of God. He said, yeah, my thoughts toward you, man, they're not even, they're good. They're thoughts of peace to bring you to an expected end, you know, so that you would have a hope and a future, to give you a hope and a future. That's love, y'all. And death is in our future, all of us. 
if Jesus delay his coming, he's long suffering. So he might just do that, you know, but whatever happens, if the inevitable happens, you know, it get any better than this. I would think I died and went to heaven. And so we don't fear nothing that God has in our future. You know, we face it with love, you know, with love. And as we go forth, man, from this line every day, we're going to deal with sin in our own life. We're going to deal with sin in the life of other people. And I would tell you, long as you think about the love of God, you can handle any sin, any sinner. You can handle life and you can handle death because you know that there's nothing greater to get us through those. Those are extreme sometimes, but love and not to fear it. You know, God's love is the only thing that can counter can, can reverse sin and death, you know. It's the only thing that can do it, that can reverse it, work it out together for our good, amen. So let's go to the book of Romans this morning, chapter 5, uh, pick up at verse 17, uh, give you a little bit of spiritual nourishment here, and then we're going to pray and get y'all on your way. Uh, I know you got them jobs calling you this morning, but uh, let's just go over here to Paul's letter to the Roman church and... Uh, we're going to pick up here at verse, I'm sorry, verse 16 and try to get down to verse 21 and then we'll pray. And again, uh, we're thinking about love in terms of sin that brings death and Christ Jesus, what he bought, because we're talking about the first man, Adam. We know how sin entered in. We got to deal with it. Even today, it's still abounding. But through love, we now know the rest of the story that God's grace is much more abounding. So we don't have to worry about it. Some people are so petrified that they're going to sin and fall short of the glory of God. But I don't want you to be afraid of that because that is a reality. That's a possibility. But know that when you do, God is faithful and just to forgive those who ask him. But we have to understand so we don't be on some guilt trip when I fall short. And some people, man, are so they'll condemn themselves. You know, they'll condemn other people if they see them fall short. But see, God's love is yet providing an atonement even for us and for all those out there who are not who, who are not knowledgeable of where sin came from and the devastation of sin. Because the Bible said we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So don't be condemning nobody if you see them making mistakes. Just pray that the love of God would touch them, reach them. And you might be the instrument. I might be the instrument. We might be the one that not, not condemn, but let them know. Do you know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life because sin will cause you to perish. You know, we're going to have to be bold about this, but at the same time, we're not going to be arrogant and ignorant. We're going to know what we're talking about. We're not going to accuse people that don't know, you know, now, when they know, that's a different story. Well, how can they know except somebody go tell them? That's, what, that's what's so beautiful about Paul's letter when he said, I'm, not, I'm no longer ashamed of the gospel. You know, Paul said, because it saved me. It is the power of God and the salvation for all who shall believe. But how can they believe except there be a preacher? And how can you preach except you be sent? And so we're all ministers of reconciliation. Love brings about reconciliation. You know, and there are people, man, right now that are headed for the pit, except we pull them out by love. You know, pull them out that fire by love. And you got to get this love in your heart, man. 
Romans 5 and 5 says, By the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. You know, I'm sorry if you got saved and took God's love personally and intimately and you 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 so wrapped up in it now that you just want it all for yourself you don't want to share it with anybody but love is no good unless you give it away and there are people out there right now waiting on the gift of love they're waiting on somebody to tell them that they love them you know you know i i love it when my little grandson comes to see me he was here yesterday and he said papa i love you man that thing sent something through me man that as young as he is, four years old, man, he know how to tell somebody that he loved them. When I go pick him up from school sometime, man, I look at all those little white kids and, and different colored kids, Asian kids, and I watch him, man, before he leave, he'll go grab all of them and hug them and tell them he love them. They say, Carter, we love you. I be in tears sometime. And I say, man, at that age right there, man, look at Asian kids, white kids, you know, other and, he, and he's already, man, talking about, I love you. They're telling him they love him because they see no color. And he tells all of his teachers and administrators, as we walk down the hall, they love him. They said, bye, Carter. He said, I love you, Miss So-and-so. I love you, Mr. So-and-so. It just ministers to me. I said, in that world he's in, man, he's already learning the power of love. You know, and in this world we live in, we're going to have trials and tribulation, but this world need to learn how to get through their trials and tribulation by love, not hate, not death, not want to kill somebody. The Bible said when sin and iniquity, man, is advancing, when it's increasing, when we're allowing it to just, you know, just reap havoc on our, on our civilization, on humanity. The love of many will wax cold. Get that message. As iniquity is allowed to spread, the love of many will wax cold and colder and colder and we'll have more hate. We'll have more death. But love can turn this thing around. It is the only thing that can reverse sin and death. Hatred. And those are two realities that we got to face. If it's love, it comes from Christ. If it's death, it comes from another source. And the Lord said, I have set today before you. I've called heaven and earth to witness against you that I have set before you life and death. Now choose ye life. And the life he's talking about flows out of the father's throne, flows from Emmanuel's veins through love. Because he did so love the world. So let's look at what the challenge is right here. Verse 16, Paul is writing this letter and he's reminding them. See, Paul is writing this letter to the Roman, to the, to the converts that have been converted, won over by love in Rome. There's a church sitting in Rome, in Rome out of all places. Paul has a church there. The Romans see that they allowed Paul to put a church right there in Rome, y'all, at that time. They were the ones persecuting the saints. But some kind of way, they saw the love of Paul for the work he was doing. They allowed him to minister, even though he went there, man, as a prisoner. I don't mind being a prisoner of love, y'all. I don't mind being a prisoner and a slave to the Lord, y'all, doing this work. I love this work, man. Telling people about the love of Christ. And Paul got a church right there. Paul is in prison, man, but look at what Paul is saying. No, you know, he wants them to know about the love. And he said, I can't tell you about the love until I tell you about how we got in this mess that we were in, that we need love. He said, Adam sinned. 
get over it. Adam sinned, and because of Adam's sin, we all became sinners, and therefore death came upon us because of that sin. We became involved in that sin. And Paul said, don't condemn yourself. Just know that Adam's life bought sin, and with sin, it bought death. But God's gift through Jesus Christ bought the overflow of his righteousness, his grace, his mercy. Look at verse 16. He says, and not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. So Adam bought sin and death, bought death through his sin, imputed to all of us, but righteousness came through Jesus Christ. And it wasn't just righteousness, it was an overflow of righteousness. It was more than enough. Verse 17, he says, for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, talking about Adam, okay, it reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Good God Almighty, I can, I can go somewhere with that. You know, Adam's sin bought the reign of death. Came upon us. But God's gift bought the reign of life through Jesus Christ. And it's a life of love, not a life of fear. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of love and a sound mind. You know. Verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation. But God didn't leave us there. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men under justification of life. And so here we go again. Adam's sin brought the condemnation to all men, all of them. I don't care what status you have in life. You're still a sinner and you need grace to be saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It's of God. So you can stay under what Adam, the condemnation that Adam bought and end up dying in sin and miss out on eternal salvation, that's up to you. Now that I'm saved, I'm going to do it to the end. Work out my salvation every day with fear and trembling because I have not made it in yet. If it get any better than what's happening right now, though, with what I know about the love of God and you too, I would think I died and went to heaven. But I'm in full dress rehearsal right now, trying to tell as many people as I can about somebody who can save everybody from sin, from death. Through love. Amen. And so we understand that. Verse 19, he says, For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Get off the guilt trip. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who be in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the lust of the flesh, after the, you know, the work of the flesh, but after the Spirit of God. It's right there. We understand it. You know, we were made sinners by it. So, by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. We know who that's talking about. Look at, at the conclusion of this struggle. Look at how this struggle ends in our favor because of love. We have an outlet here. We have an advocate in Christ Jesus. You know, he lets us know that it was Adam's disobedience that made sinners out of people. Okay. Wasn't even born yet. But when we were born, we were born in the sin. But Christ, Jesus Christ's obedience made many righteous. That's the only way we can cry. We are the righteousness of God is when we accept the love of Jesus. That makes us righteous. 
Now we can cry, Abba, Father. It becomes more personal and more intimately acquainted with him then. And righteousness becomes relevant. It becomes real. It makes more sense that I have no righteousness within myself. That's why Jesus warned the disciples. He said, look here, beware of those Pharisees who are hypocrites who go about trying to create their own righteousness. You don't have to do that. Accept the love of God and you can be made righteous by the blood of Jesus, his son. And it'll cleanse of all your sin and unrighteousness. First John 1 verses 7 and 9 said, if you just, he's faithful and just to forgive all those who ask him and cleanse them of all their unrighteousness. That's the love of God right there. Therefore, the asking is there for the asking for anybody, whosoever will. Let him come. Though I stand at the door and knock, if you would enter, just open up your heart and let me come in. I'll come in and sup with you. That word sup, he'll come in and reason with you. He'll come in and have a discussion with you. He'll come in and tell you about his love, demonstrate his love, show you his love, treat you like a friend of God. Hey, Kabashaka. This thing is real, y'all. I love the way this thing starts, but I love it more the way it ends. And that's why we have to endure to the end so that we can see what the end is going to bring. We got a good picture right here. I'm not going to do anything between now and then till I see Jesus. The inner, not going to lose my crown. Going to work hard at my salvation with fear and trembling, you know, and doing all the way to the end so we can see what the end is going to be. Can't get there without the love of the father. Can't get there, man. You know, without loving others the way Christ has loved me. Verse 20, he says this, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. I'm so thankful that I'm not saved by what I do. I'm saved by what he's already done through love on that cross. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So everything now is based on his marriage, his finished work, what he completed, satisfied the father, you know. The propitiation for us was on us, but God's son satisfied the propitiation of the father. That debt that we had to pay, that we owed, because we were sinners, regardless of, of who sinned, but we were still born in sin. But if it had not been for the grace of God, that unmerited favor that was earned and purchased and paid in full by the life of his son, Jesus, and that blood is still living, it's still the life of the flesh right now, according to Leviticus 17 and 11. That the blood is, is the blood of Jesus. It's the life of the flesh, man. So if you've got a problem with flesh right now, struggling with flesh, let the love of God, man, put that flesh in, in, in check. Bring it under the objection of the, of the blood of Jesus that was, that was still yet making an atonement. It was given then to wash away the sins, cleanse of our sins and unrighteousness. It is making an atonement today of those same sins and unrighteousness. And we just asked him and we can ask him because he's called us his friend. He's laid his life down for us so that we can have a perfect relationship with him, an intimate relationship based on love, the love of the father, the love of the son, the love of the Holy Ghost and the love of other believers and saints that are pulling for you and praying for you. So let's go a little further here in verse 21, it says, that as sin hath reigned unto death, there it is, y'all, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Man, that's powerful. Sin will enslave you, and it won't let you go until you die. And I'm not dying in no sin. 
I'm repenting every day, every chance I get, because I know I have an audience with the Father. I know he's faithful and just to forgive me. I ain't taking no chances, trying to remember, try to reflect. Did I do I do something wrong? Did I think the wrong thought? Did I, man, we listen here, y'all. We're sinners and we're saved by grace. We're sinners and we're saved by grace. You're not a sinner because you sin. You sin because you're a sinner. Understand that about yourself. Understand that about Let's understand that about each other. Let's understand that about others. This is why we need love. It's the love of God that shed abroad in our holy in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that allow us to be able to tell people the truth. That if you're not saved, you can die in your sin and be eternally separated from God. That's a tragedy right there. Now that's a humanitarian crisis. The very thought of that, the only way out of what sin is going to bring is death is that righteousness will overflow into your life through the love of Jesus Christ. That's the only option. There's no other way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man gets to the father who is, who's the only one can allow you man to spend eternity with him. You got to go through his son, Jesus. You try to go any other way. You come as a thief and a robber. And if you love somebody, you don't go steal from them or rob them. You give them an opportunity. And so we have to give God an opportunity to be God in our life, to love us the way he want to love us. Then we'll be satisfied with my savior who means more to me than anything in this world, anything that this world could ever offer me. I hope you're getting the message, you know. He tells you right there that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ. So sin we know enslaves, and the result of that is death. Ain't no compromise. It's death unless I do something about it. But God's grace, all right, frees us. And the result of that freedom and that liberty is we have eternal life through Jesus Christ's righteousness and nothing less and nothing less and nothing less. So, you know, we thank the father this morning, amen, that we're not afraid to accept the fact that we are sinners, but we're saved by grace because there is nothing greater than the love of the father. Nothing greater, nothing greater. Sin can't stand up against it. You know, and so we should not fear the fact of knowing that I am a sinner saved by grace and I'm subject to fall short. We all do of the glory of God. But we know we have eternal life through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And we can write that thing just like that. If I'm willing and obedient, then I can eat the good of the land. You know, let's make no if, and, and buts about it. And God wants that not only for us, but for every one of his children. He wants the same thing for every one of his children that he wants for us. And so let's understand that about the father's love. He loves us unconditionally. He loves others unconditionally. And so there is no respect to person. Again, I was thinking about my little grandson. You know, it just blesses me, man, when I go pick him up from school. Just see the love, the innocent love. And that's how God wants this world to be. He wants us not to be, you know, tripping, hating somebody, wanting to kill somebody, you know. 
God wants us to be exalted in love and unity and harmony. And so, Father, this morning, in the name of Jesus, we thank and praise you, Lord God. We understand this morning that there is no greater love than the Father's love for all of his children. We thank and praise you, Lord, that love, your love is more powerful than anything. And so we're praying this morning in the name of Jesus that the love of God will reach many right now that are without love. We thank you this morning that your love is purely sincere. And we thank you this morning and we praise you this morning that your love remains and continues to be unconditional. God, you love whoever you want to. You love them as much as you want to. There's nothing that can take away from your love. There's nothing that can be added to your love to make it more complete than what it is. There's nothing that can annoy your love. You chose to love us, God, before we could love ourselves. And we thank you for that love. We thank you that it's being demonstrated each and every day that you allow us to live and see another day. We don't take it for granted, Father. And so, Father, we thank and praise you for putting us in situations where we can share that love with others. That our love do not wax colder and colder as we see with many right now. And so we're praying in the name of Jesus where that love has grown cold. That, Father, that your love will reignite, God, righteousness in people, God. Care in people. Concern, Lord God. That we be more caring and supportive of one another because we love the Father. And how can we say we love you, God, who we've never seen and hate our brothers and our sisters that we see every day? We understand why your love is so great, Lord. And so we're praying this morning that that sincere love, that unconditional love, that long-suffering love, that love that is kind and gentle will continue to reach many whose hearts have waxed cold, God. We're praying in the name of Jesus, Father, that you stir those hearts up again, that you create a, 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 a desire in those hearts, God, that want to love, that want to do better, that want others to do better, that we'll be more caring and supportive and kind toward each other because you said by love and kindness have I drawn thee. And we're praying this morning, Lord God, that the harvest will be drawn by the love of Christ that is in many of us. And so we thank you this morning for placing your love in us through the Holy Ghost because the word tells us, God, in the book of Romans chapter 5, verse 5, that you have shed your love abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And you did not give us a spirit of fear, but you gave us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. So we're sound this morning. We understand this morning, Lord, that we are sinners saved by grace, by the love of the Father. We understand the origin of our struggle. And we understand, Lord God, that there was a second man, Adam, who was willing to come and die, God, because he loved the Father so much that he wanted to extend that love to others. And therefore, God, we have received the love of the Father because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus. And we're praying in the name of Jesus that this message will reach many, that they will know that there's no love greater than the love of our father. So we thank you this morning, Father. We thank you that that love is patient and kind and tender and long-suffering. Even now, you're waiting on many, God, that are far off right now, that are without love, to be drawn to you as we lift up your name this morning in prayer. We're praying this morning in the name of Jesus that that love will reach many, God, that that love will be forgiving still today, God. There are many right now that are, have sins that are not forgiven because you said, God, that sin is abounding. Your grace is much more abounding. So we know that there's still, God, sin being committed out there, struggling. People are struggling with sin right now. We know everything is taking place right now that brings death because you said sin, the result of it is death, Father. So we're praying this morning in the name of Jesus, Lord God, against sin, 
this morning that love, oh God, will deliver, rescue your people from death, Father, because it is the sting that sin brings, oh God. But Father, you said there's one called Jesus who's a high priest intercessor that sits next to the throne of the Father making intercession for us and his blood is yet making an atonement. So all we have to do is just ask for forgiveness and you are faithful and just, God, because you love us and you want us to succeed. You want us to spend eternity with you, God. You still love us in spite, God, of our shortcomings and our shortfalls and you don't just love us, God. You love all of your creatures, God. You love all of us, God. You love all of us, black, white, brown, Red, oh, it doesn't matter, God. You have no respect to person. You are colorblind, just like my little four-year-old son and, and those little Asian kids and white kids in his school, God. They see no color. All they know, God, is I love you. And so, Father, you want us want to be known by love. Yeah, you want us to be like those little innocent children, God, having no ills, free of hate, only love, God, because you said it's by loving kindness have I drawn thee. How can you say you love God who you've never seen and hate your brother you see every day? And so, Father, we're just praying that we continue to lift up your name, that you will continue to draw many, many, Lord, as a result of this prayer, many as a result of this teaching, many as a result, oh God, of the love of God that has been put in our hearts by your Holy Spirit. We thank you this morning that your love is complete. God, it does a complete work of salvation, a complete work of forgiveness, a complete work of reconciliation. And so we thank and praise you, God. You've given all of us who love you, who you love, the ministry of reconciliation because you want to redeem sinful man, God. You want him to know the love of Christ is still available today as you delay your coming, Lord. You'll give a minute opportunity, God, to turn from the sinful ways, to turn, God, from that life, oh Lord God, that's not pleasing to you. And you want them to feel and know and receive your love that'll draw them, God, closer to you, God. And so we're just praying, God, that your love, that perfect love, will reach many right now that are without love. We're praying that that love, oh God, will begin to raise up people who feel like God, that people don't care, God, but let the love of God begin to minister to them. Let it fall like rain, God. Let it come down like showers in all of these war-torn regions and places, God, where we have men and women employed, deployed right now to fight battles, oh God, to win wars, oh God. Father, we're praying for more love and more peace that will reach those regions, oh God, and change the heart, oh God, of those kings and, and those queens and those, those dictators, oh God, those leaders, those presidents, oh God. Whoever's in charge, we're praying in the name of Jesus that you fill up their hearts, overrun it, overflow it, God, with your righteousness that they will be more loving and kind toward the people, more caring and understanding and supportive of the people, God, who they are supposed to be leading, oh God. And so, Father, as you lead us, God, we're praying that they look to your example, how you loved, oh God, with no respect of person, God, how you came not to be served, oh God, by man, but to serve man, sent your son, God, to us, God. The greatest gift to humanity was your son, God. And, Father, we're praying in the name of Jesus that through the love of God, that you would rescue us, God, your, your humanity, your men, your women, your people, oh God. You rescue us, God, from trying to govern our affairs, oh God, without God, without the love of the Father in our hearts to show us the way, God. Love is the way, God. And so we thank you, God, and we praise you this morning that there's no love, God, like your love. But it's missing right now, God, in our society. It's missing in our world. It's missing, God. And so, Father, we're praying that you restore that love of life 
Restore that love of the brethren. Restore that love of Christ, God. Restore that love, oh God, of the things of the spirit, God. And help us, God, to demonstrate our love to you by hating sin, God, and the death that it can bring, God. Oh, fill us up with love this morning, oh God. Let it overflow, God. Let it spill over, God, everywhere we go, every place, on our jobs, in our schools, in our communities, in the marketplace, in our churches, in our hospitals, in our jailhouses, our courtrooms, in our government, in our Senate, in our Congress. Let it spill over, Lord God, in Russia, in China, North Korea, South Korea, Japan, China, all these places that are hating sinners right now, hating, hating church right now, hating churches, hating people that go to church, hating people that confess Jesus Christ, Lord, beheading people because they confess that they love Jesus. Father, we're praying that you would restore, God, this evil this morning. Restore it, God. Bring it back, God. Hallelujah. Draw it back, God, as we lift up your name. Over all these places, God, where there's war going on right now and people are suffering and they're being persecuted, God. We pray for those who are persecutors, God, those who persecute many who confess, Lord, that they love Jesus, God, because they can't help themselves. They understand, Lord God, that sin brings death, God. They understand, God, that love can cancel out hate, God. And so, Father, we're praying this morning, God, that they will understand that your love is what the world needs more of. And we're praying for it, God, that be poured out like rain. Let a fresh shower of love come down this morning and hit all these places, God. Let it begin in the halls of Congress as that impeachment trial is going on. God, we're just praying you fill up the room, fill up every heart, bring conviction right now. Let them know, God, that this is not your plan, that our house be divided against itself. It cannot stand. It will fall and great will be the fall of it. God, you told us, oh God, how can we confess you as our Lord and our Savior? How can we confess you as our God and can't get along with each other, God? And so, Father, we're praying this morning. We're praying that what's needed, God, will fill up every heart. We know love is needed. Put that love in their hearts, God, by the Holy Ghost, as you've done for us. And God, we believe the world will be a better place, God, because love, God, your love is more beneficial to all of us, white men, black men, brown men, doesn't matter, God, red men, yellow men. Your love is beneficial to all of us that we can just embrace your love, the very thought of your love, that you, God, will love a world so much, so undeserving, so unkind, so uncaring, God, so self-centered, God, that you would choose to love us, God, with an unconditional perfect love. And so, Father, help us to go forth today and love others the way Christ has loved us. We give you the praise this morning. We give you the glory this morning. We give you the honor, God. There is no greater love than the love of God. We thank you for that love. We thank you for even knowing that love. We thank you we can confess that love. We thank you that we can share your love with others. And we give you the praise this morning. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Father, for love takeover right now. Let there be a love takeover. Send us a love revival. God, restore us, oh God. Restore us with your love, God. Fill us with your love. Fill us to the overflowing, that it overflow in the righteousness, God. And so we thank you and we praise you this morning that love, Lord God, can reverse, Lord God, all of the results that sin and death will bring. And it'll come, it'll replace it with the righteousness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to the overflowing. And so, Father, we give you praise right now where many's hearts have waxed cold. Their love is waxed cold. We're asking this morning that you revive it and restore it, God. Rescue us from sin and death and hatred. Rescue us to a place of love 
that we learn to love God, love others as Christ has loved us and love ourselves. God, we give you the praise this morning. We give you the glory this morning for hearing our prayer. And we pray that it reached many that it was intended for and it never come back to your void. Now, Lord, let love accomplish what we have failed to accomplish. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.